Good evening. Here are Amos and Andy with their guest tonight, Victor Moore. Well, last week, the kingfish had an accident. He received a slight brush from a passing automobile. There were no apparent injuries, but he convinced himself that he was a victim of shock. On that basis, he tried to collect from his insurance company. However, he got an additional shock when the insurance company rightfully refused to pay. Still determined to cash in on the incident, he is concentrating all of his efforts on suing the motorist who hit him. He is remaining at home in bed, taking good care of his injuries so they won't disappear before he can collect. Honey, uh, honey, I'm ready for my lunch now. Bring it to me in bed, Joe, will you? George Stevens, is you still in that bed? Yeah, well, what you expect, honey? Don't forget, I'm still suffering from that accident. And I ain't supposed to desert myself. I hardly got the strength to go down to see these doctors every day like I've been doing. Well, you seem to have the strength to stop by the pool room on your way home and spend three hours. <laughs> I know, honey, but believe me, I ain't shooting my best game. <laughs> George, I'm getting sick and tired of you laying around this house in your pajamas. And I'm also getting sick and tired of you laying in bed eating your meals. Yeah, well, I just on a liquid diet. What you talking about liquid diet? First time I ever heard of anybody drinking pork chops. <laughs> all right, honey, all right. If that's the way you feel about it, I don't ask much out of this life. Look like I'm going to get even less than that. <laughs> you seem to forget that I has been hit serious by automobile. Right now, I am hoovering between life and death. And if you must know the worst, it's only laying here in my pajamas that keeps me hoovering. Well, all I got to say is you better learn how to hoover with your clothes on. Oh, getting huffy, huh? Well, I can get huffy, too. George Stevens, you listen to me. And you listen to me. Get out of that bed. Who are you talking to? You! Get out of that bed. All right, getting out, getting out. I'll get out. <laughs> I don't know why you don't get out from here and get yourself a job. Oh, honey, stop worrying. I'm going to sue the motorist that hit me, and we're going to have all the money that we need. Well, tell me this, Kingfish. Is you going ahead with the suit against the motorist anyway? Certainly I'm going ahead with it. Yeah, i just been to a new doctor or a great specialist, top man. Uh, who was he? Oh, a fine doctor, Andy. Around town, they call him uh, Anatomy Joe. Hmm. Yeah, uh, he examined me from head to foot. Yeah, yeah well, what's wrong with you? Uh, first of all, he can tell from the way I walk that my metabolism is off-center. <laughs> is it bad? It's cracked right half in two. Yeah. Tell me this. What part of your body is the metabolism in? Oh, now, that's the trouble. That's one thing that science don't know. <laughs> and, and that's why I might have to go through life with a cold compress all over me. That's what I might have to do. Well, how does things stand now with the lawsuit? Uh, Gabby Gibson working on the case, ain't he? Oh, by the way, I see Gabby this morning, Kingfish, and he's working hard on it. Good. But he said the only thing he can do right now is to tread water. Yeah, that's a fine thing. While he's treading water, I is drowning, though. That... <laughs> yeah, but don't blame Gabby. Gabby says this case is going to be a hard thing to settle in court. Yeah, well, then how is I going to settle the thing? Well, why don't you dicker with the man? Oh, uh, wait a minute. I just had an idea, fellas. 
I was reading in the newspaper about how these big companies settle a lot of things. Uh, they brings in what is known as a, a arbit arbitrator. What's that again? Yeah, uh, who? An uh, arbitrator. That's a third party that ain't got no interest in the case. And this third party hears all the facts, and then he decides who is right and who is wrong. Hmm. Yeah, well, that's all I ask. A man that'll be fair to both sides. A man that's full of integrity and honest. Yeah, now let me see. Uh, who could we get? Uh, uh, how about uh, Jimmy Clark? He's still in jail, ain't he? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, too bad he'd have made a good arbitrator, too. Yeah. Uh, when uh, you was with me at the time of the accident, Amos, now look here, you got the motorist's address and all that stuff. Uh, would you go to see him, Amos, and kind of sound out the motorist on this arbitrator thing? Well, I tell you, well, all right, I'll do it for you, Kingfish. And look here, and tell him that if it's all right with him, I'll hire the arbitrator, even pay him the arbitration fee and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, all right then. I'll go over and see the motorist right now. So long. Uh, okay, Amos, thank you. Oh, uh, wait a minute, Andy, where are you going? Well, I gotta go over to see Madam Queen. She says she wants to see me about something important. Oh, uh, how y'all getting along? Pretty good? I don't call over five or six times a day now. <laughs> I've given her the hard-to-get treatment. <laughs> Madam Queen, how is you? Oh, why, Andy, dear, come on in and sit down. Yeah. <laughs> What's on your mind, honey? Oh, Andy, the reason I wanted to see you is... <laughs> oh, honey, I'm going to a formal affair tomorrow night, and I thought maybe you'd like to take me. Yeah, uh, uh, did you say formal? Oh, yes, it's formal from head to toe. You got a full dress suit, ain't you, honey? Oh, sure, yeah. I, sure, I got one, but, uh, is it the cleaners now? I was having to dye black. <laughs> well, now, look here, honey. I got to have a man to go with me that's got a dress suit. Now, do you want to go or is I got to shop around? You know, this is leap year and I's the leaping type. Yeah. <laughs> you mean if I don't get a full dress suit, you're going to take some other man? And the day you is face to face with the brutal facts. Well, listen. <laughs> listen, honey, please give me a chance. Uh, I think I might be able to whip up a pair of full dress pants someplace. Uh, then I could keep my overcoat on all evening. <laughs> about this is a formal dinner party what would you do when you sit down to dinner and you had to take off your overcoat oh well i'd have on a bathrobe underneath <laughs> now look here Andy. if you ain't got the whole outfit let me know because i got to make other arrangements maybe i'll ask harold adams to go with me oh why you gotta take a bum like that listen honey i'll get a full dress suit someplace i can rent one for five dollars i'll dig up some money Oh, sweetheart, please don't take one of them other bums. Take me. <laughs> yeah, Brother Andy, everything is all set. Yeah, well, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, everything come out all right. Huh? Yeah, he must done talk to the motorist, and he is willing to settle the thing with the arbitrator. Mm. And uh, he going to let me pick the man. Oh, he is, huh? Yeah, now, I got to get busy on this arbitrator because uh, we're going to have the hearing tomorrow. Yeah, well, I got some news for you, Kingfish. I've been looking around for you. Oh, good. I think I got the man for you. Oh, that's fine. Yes, a man that's fair, square, and honest, and loaded with integrity. Uh-huh. A man that ain't never made a false step in his whole life. Good. A man whose reputation is above approach. Yeah. 
A man who stands in his community like the Rock of Gibraltar. Oh, sounds great, Andy. Who is the man? Kingfish. <laughs> it's me. Here I is, been talking to the greatest arbitrator in the world and didn't realize it. Yeah. Say, by the way, uh, you said something about you was going to pay the arbitrator, didn't you? Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, listen, Kingfish, I got a little unfinished business that I got to do about renting a full-dress suit, and I was just wondering, uh, uh, what is the OPA ceiling on arbitrators? Oh, the, the arbitrator will get a nice fee, of course, uh... <laughs> he got to lean a little. <laughs> well, how much money do I get? Well, now you get what is known as the entry fee. And then, of course, there's always a possibility of a bonus. Mm. We call that in the law circles uh, the bonus after decision or money through the back door later. That's what that's yeah. Well, could we get $5 through the front door before the mess starts? <laughs> you see, I got to get a full-dress suit. Oh, I think I can arrange it. I'll have the money for you in the morning. Now, you study up on being an arbitrator and be all set by tomorrow. Now, I think I'll get on home now. Yeah. Okay, Kingfish. If you see lightning out in the lodge hall, tell him to come in here, will you? Yeah. All right, I'll tell him. Uh, so long, Andy, old pal arbitrator. See you later. Yeah, so long. I'll show Madam Queen that I is just as good as that bum Harold Adams. He think he's going to cut me out. He got another thing coming. Madam Queen's Beauty Shop. Uh, hello, honey. This is Andy. Oh, yes, Andy. Well, I can take you to that dinner party tomorrow night. I can take off my overcoat, too. Oh, honey, that's great. You got the money for the full dress suit? I sure is. Andy, you is my man. See you tomorrow night, honey. I'll be there, baby. Goodbye. <laughs> True love is a wonderful thing, isn't it? <laughs> uh, come in, Lightning. Come in. Are come in. you want to see me, Miss Andy? <laughs> Yeah. Listen, go over to the Elite Clothing Rental Company right away and tell Sam to set aside a $5 full-dress suit for me for tomorrow, size 44. Tell him I'll pick it up tomorrow and pay him. Uh, size 44 in a full-dress suit, huh? Yeah, and tell him I don't want that suit that he's been renting to Swayback Smith, neither. <laughs> that guy bulges in different places than I do. Are you going to get all dressed up tomorrow night, Miss Andy? You said it. Going first class, Lightning. And another thing. On your way over, stop by my room and pick up my light tan button shoes and get them shined. When I goes formal, I goes 100%. <laughs> all right, Miss Andy. Go over there and reserve that suit for me right away now, Lightning. Hurry up. Uh, yes, sir. I'll whiz right over there. <laughs> Well, today is the day that the boys are going to get together with the motorist and try to arrive at a financial settlement with Andrew Brown as arbitrator. Right now, Andy decided to drop in on Gabby Gibson, self-styled lawyer and business advisor, for a few pointers on the art of arbitration. Hello, Gabby. Oh, hello, Andy. Glad to see you. Glad to see you. Come right in. Come right in. Yeah. 
Thank you, thank you. Now, have a cigar, have a cigar. Here's a cigar for you. Now, what can I do for you, Andy? What can I do for you? Uh, well, don't you remember, Gabby, you said you was going to give me some free advice? Oh, free advice, free advice. Now, listen, Andy, you don't smoke cigars. I'll take it back and put it right back in my pocket. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, like, I, like I told you over the phone, Gabby... The kingfish is going to settle that case with the motors by arbitrating. Oh, yeah, I'm glad I ain't handled that case no more. I'm glad I ain't handled That's a dead duck. That's a bad case. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm going to be the arbitrator in the thing, and I was just wondering if you can tell me exactly how to work it. I can tell you exactly what to do in very few words. Yes, indeed, in very few words. Yeah, what's that? Now, the first thing you got to do, Andy, the first thing, you listen to each one, plead the case, each one, one at a time, one at a time. Remember, you as the arbitrator, they depend on you. Let the kingfish talk first if you want. Let the kingfish talk. Listen to every word you say. Listen careful. Then let the other man do his talking. Let him talk, too. Listen to both sides of the case. Listen to both sides careful. Don't forget the kingfish is going to think he's right and the man's going to think he's right. Both think they're right. You stand right in the middle and listen to everything. They, they say, listen to every word. Let them talk. Let them talk as much as they want. Work themselves up good. Let them get fighting mad. Fighting mad. Then the next thing, they're going to turn to you. They look at you for a decision. Speak right up, man, and tell them who's right. Who's wrong? Tell them who's right. And after you give your decision, after you give it, there's just one thing for you to do. One thing. Run out of there as fast as you can. Uh, come on in the office, brother, and sit down. Uh, is you all ready for the arbitration? Uh, where's the motors, Kingfish? Now, uh, Amos is going to meet him and bring him here, but before they get here, I want to have a little talk with you, because, old pal arbitrator, I love you. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to try to be fair and square about this thing when I start this arbitrating mess. Oh, I want you to be fair and square, Ender. I don't want you to be fluenced by the $5 that I'm going to give you mm -hmm. that you need for the full-dress suit. And I don't want you to even be fluenced by the back door fee that I'm going to give you for leaning the right way, mm -hmm. which might run as high as $25 cash on the line, no waiting. Yeah. Well, Kingfish, this case is going to be decided on the facts alone. Yeah. I stands here prepared to give a fair and unbiased decision in your favor. Well, you must know that the way that motorist drive, he ain't got no regard for human life. Yeah. A fellow like that never think of a poor pedestrian. Yeah, you're right. Cause there's another angle to it, too. By hitting me with his automobile and knocking me down, he might have kept me from ever going to work again. Yeah, well, that showed that he can't be all bad. <laughs> now, now, you got everything straight about the right way to be the arbitrator, ain't you? Oh, sure, I was all set. Now, there's only one thing that I want to check on, Kingfish. Mm -hmm. uh, we can't get in no trouble on this, can we, with the government? Oh, no, Andy. This is a city thing. It ain't even state or United States. Uh, oh, if we was messing with the federal government, that's a different thing. That's something to worry about, but this is just... Yeah, well, the way I figure is I... Oh, me. Tell him to come in, Andy. Uh, come in. Well, hello there, fellas. Uh... This is Andrew Brown, uh, Andy. This is Mr. Victor Moore. Uh, glad to meet you. Hello. <laughs> Mr. Brown, I'm glad to meet you. Uh, yeah, well, I, I guess you know Mr. Stevens here. He's the man that you knocked down in the accident. Oh, I didn't recognize you standing up, Mr. Stevens. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, how you do, sir? Excuse me for not shaking hands, Mr. Moore, but I am so weak from the accident that I just ain't got the strength. It upset me just seeing you get hit. I should have closed my eyes. 
Mr. Brown here is going to be the arbitrator in the case. I guess you all want to get started. Yeah, I sure would like to get the thing over with so I can get home and get to bed. With this brain concussion that I got in the accident, it makes me pretty weak, you know. Did you say brain concussion? Yeah. What is that, Mr. Stevens? Well, uh, let me see. Uh, the best way to explain it to you, uh, you know what a fracture of the skull is. Oh, sure. I know what that is. Well, a concussion is what the medical circles call a fracture in the $1,500 class. Oh. <laughs> I see. Sort of a headache and four figures, huh? Well, come on, come on, let's get the thing started. Yeah, well, I'm going to get on out of here, so here you are. Here is my statement. You all can read it after I has gone. Well, so long, everybody. So long. Uh, read it, what is it? Oh, boy, I can hardly wait to hear what he says. Yeah, well, they must say here, it seemed to me that if the driver of the car was looking straight ahead, he could have stopped. You know that fellow, Amos, is pretty smart when he come right down to it. And he say here, on the other hand, I don't think the kingfish was looking where he was going, neither. And he was jaywalking in the middle of the block. That is all I know, signed Amos Jones. That fella, Amos, is a dummy if ever I seed one. <laughs> Not only that, I moves that we throws that out. Yes, a fellow like that has no right watching an accident. <laughs> well, uh... Gentlemen, we'll now start the testimony on the case between the walking pedestrian and the riding pedestrian. <laughs> Everything is official from now on. Mr. Moore, you will be known as the injuror. Uh. And Mr. Stevens will be known as the injury. <laughs> now, Mr. Stevens, uh, plead your case. Yes, Mr. Brown, uh, let me stand up here. Uh, uh, no, I can't make it. Uh, take it easy, Mr. Stevens. Don't hurt yourself. Uh, Mr. Arbitrator, uh, reckless motorists, gentlemen. <laughs> it all happened on a bright, sunshiny day. I had everything to live for. Me and my friend Amos Jones was in the prime of crossing the street when I was suddenly criminal, brutally, and without malice and forethoughts. I was cut down like a weed. <laughs> By a reckless motorist, I was thrown to the cement where my defenseless body lay with terrible bruises and sprains. Did I do all that? Yes, sir. And I suffered the pangs and pains of cruel agonies, all of which I will itemize later. I was an innocent victim. That is what happened to me. Yeah, well, after reciting the case from every angle, I awards the verdict to the injury, Mr. George Kingfish Stevens. Thank you, Mr. Brown. Thank you. Uh, any point to me telling my side of the story? Well, all right. If you don't take too long, I got to get out of here and get a full dress suit. Go ahead, Mr. Moore. Well, what I have to say is that I was driving along in my automobile on this same bright, sunny afternoon. I was carefree. My eyes had a sparkle to them, I guess. <laughs> I don't know much about traffic laws. Well, I must have been looking elsewhere. All of a sudden, I felt a bump. It seems that I suddenly, criminally and brutally cut down Mr. Stevens here uh, like a weed. Oh, right, right. <laughs> 
I was a reckless driver. Mr. Stevens was knocked to the cement where his defenseless body lay with the bruises and sprains. So you see, Mr. Brown, there are two sides to every story. Yeah. Well, as the arbitrator, I got to figure out the difference between the two sides. Oh, uh, Mr. Brown, wait a minute, will you? Do me a favor. Rule out my testimony. I, I like his better. Uh, you got anything more to say in your defense, Mr. Moore? You claiming anything? Well, my fender... A little wax I would fix that. It seems my fender was scratched a little by the buttons on your coat. I hope I didn't break any of the buttons. All right, arbitrator, is you ready to hear the itemized bill? Well, listen, Kingfish, I'm going to be late for the formal affair if I don't get out of here now. Could you let me have the five dollars? Just a minute, Andy. We've got to get into the finance settlement and see what we've got coming to me here. Uh. It's been so pleasant up to now. Won't talking about money spoil everything? Uh, Mr. Moore, you have got your back to the wall, and we want to be easy with you. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Stevens. I, I feel the same way about you. Yeah, now here's the list of what I claim. $1,500 for concussion of the head. $500 for sprains and bruises. $200 mental anguish, and about $150 sprinkled over the rest of my body. That grand total is up to $2,300. Now, if you'll take my advice, Mr. Moore, you'll make out a check for that right away and take advantage of the 10% discount. Yeah, give Mr. Stevens the $2,300 and let's get out of here. I got a date. Well, no, I haven't got that money handy. I, I don't even have it unhandy. Well, as arbitrator, I know that Mr. Stevens is anxious to get his money. Yeah, when are you going to give it to me? Well, I guess I'll have to go to my superiors. After all, I was hoping that we wouldn't have to bring them into it, but I, I guess I'll have to ask their help in the matter. Yeah, get their help. Well, where does you work? Well, I'm proud to tell you that I happen to be a federal man. Yeah, well, if you would go to... Oh, uh... <laughs> uh, what's that? Yeah, what'd you say, Mr. Mulvaney? I said I happen to be a federal man. A federal man? <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm crazy about federal men, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, Mr. Moore, the reason we asked you to come here is because we want you to be happy about this thing, too. Oh, you know, yes, God. sir. Yes, sir. As the arbitrator, I gives the verdict to you, Mr. Moore. I'm crazy about federal men's, too. Yeah, sir. Yeah, sir. And I was just trying to show you, uh, in kind of a joking way, uh, what could have happened to me. Of uh, course, just between the three of us, <laughs> I feel fine, Mr. Moore. Well, I'm certainly glad to hear that. And you don't think I'd better bring the matter up with the federal people? Oh, no, sir, no, sir, no, sir. Don't bring it up with them. No, oh, sir. Oh, no, just forget the whole thing, Mr. Moore. That'd help us a lot. Oh, yeah, sir. And one thing more I want to say. Uh, uh, what is that, Mr. Stevens? Uh, well, I got a $5 bill for the arbitrator. Here it is right here. Yeah. Uh, but me and the arbitrator want you to take this $5 bill and get your car waxed all over with it. Yeah, even under the bottom. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Mr. Stevens. You're the nicest pedestrian I ever hit. <laughs> well, goodbye. I hope to run into you again sometime. <laughs>
And I telling you, we got out of that just by the skin of our teeth. Yeah, I talked to Madam Queen on the phone, and that other bum, Harold Adams, is taking her out by the skin of my teeth, too. Uh, well, I lost $2,300, and you was then lost out with Madam Queen. Well, that's better than being in jail. <laughs> and the one good thing about us working together, we always know us, though, when we is getting in a jam. You said it. Uh, uh, come in, Amos, come uh, in. Well, hello there, fellas. What's new? Uh, Amos, we has done dropped the case against the motorist. Oh, sure enough. Oh, Amos, you was looking at the two of the luckiest guys in town. Yeah, we was in a jam like we ain't never been in, but we slipped out of it just like two eels. Yeah. Oh, you did, huh? Oh, Amos, you never know who you was dealing with. And that fellow was pretty nice about the whole thing, too. He sure was. Do you know something, Amos? Uh, what's that? I, uh, tell him, Kingfish. Uh, Amos... That man Moore happened to be a federal man. Oh, I know he was. I picked him up at his place, the Federal Loan and Savings Company. He's the janitor down there. And be sure to be with us again next Friday evening at the same time for another Amos and Andy show. For at that time, Andy will be in one of the greatest picklements you have ever... Oh, by the way, do any of you happen to know whether Andy was ever married? Well, next Friday night, perhaps you can find out, so tune in, will you? Our thanks to Victor Moore for being with us tonight. He appeared through the courtesy of Paramount Pictures, producer of the Technicolor picture, Lady in the Dark. Our program is broadcast to our armed forces overseas. Oh, uh, one more thing. Now, I know most of you are saving used fats, but don't overlook any bets for salvaging. Skim the fat off the top of soups and off the bottom of your roaster, too, and turn them in promptly. They'll all add up to extra points for you. Now, this is Toby Reed batting for Harlow Wilcox, speaking for all of us and wishing all of you a pleasant good night. Good <laughs> night.